Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 15 of Quick Cuts, a plastic surgery podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing zygomatico-maxillary complex, or ZMC, fractures. So let's get started. And we'll start with a review of relevant anatomy. The ZMC is a bony tetrapod that contributes to the lateral orbital wall, inferior orbital rim, and zygomatic arch. The four articulations of this tetrapod include the zygomatico-frontal suture, zygomatico-temporal suture, zygomatico-sphenoid suture, and zygomatico-maxillary buttress. Relevant soft tissue anatomy includes the masseter muscle, which originates from the zygomatic arch and creates one of the primary displacing forces after fractures. We'll talk next about the evaluation and management of the ZMC fracture patient. First and foremost, a facial trauma patient is still a trauma patient. So the first step in evaluation is always ATLS protocol. This should also include assessment for cervical spine injuries, which have an incidence of about 10% with maxillofacial fractures. Any facial trauma patient receives a comprehensive facial trauma exam. On exam, indicators of ZMC fractures may include periorbital edema and ecchymosis, subconjunctival hemorrhage, cheek depression, altered facial width, and bony step-offs. These patients may also demonstrate the inability to completely open their mouth, which is referred to as trismus. This occurs as a result of impingement of a displaced arch on either the temporalis muscle or less commonly the coronoid process. Depending on the path of the fracture line, sensation in the distribution of the infraorbital nerve may also be diminished. Your exam should also include an assessment of visual acuity, extraocular motility, as well as pupillary size, symmetry, and light response. Any concerns regarding vision or possible ocular injury should prompt a consultation to ophthalmology. Radiographically, a thin-cut CT is the study of choice for evaluating facial fractures. In treating ZMC fractures, non-displaced fractures can generally be managed conservatively with observation and soft diet. These patients should still follow up for repeat exam within two weeks, to assess for operative indications that become evident after edema has resolved. Indications for the operative repair of ZMC fractures include trismus, significantly displaced fractures that cause facial asymmetry, extraocular muscle entrapment, or optic neuropathy. The operative treatment of ZMC fractures is open reduction and internal fixation. Operative repair can ideally be performed within two weeks of the injury, and more urgently for features such as extraocular muscle entrapment, ocular injury, or optic neuropathy. Although detailed description of operative repair is beyond the scope of the podcast, the classic approach to fixation of ZMC fractures involves three-point fixation with plating of the zygomaticofrontal suture, the infraorbital rim, and the zygomaticomaxillary buttress. It's worth noting that there is some debate in the literature in regards to the optimum strategy for fixation. Descriptions of one, two, three, and four-point fixation have been reported. It's important to remember that orbital floor fractures may not be evident until the ZMC is reduced. Because the ZMC is often impacted, you may find that reducing your ZMC reveals a larger orbital floor defect than was previously present. This is important to remember, as floor defects can often demonstrate indications for operative repair only after the ZMC has been reduced. Failure to recognize this change in orbital volume and adequately treat it can lead to enophthalmos and hypoglobus. A more detailed description of orbital floor fractures and their management can be found in episode 6 of the podcast. 
In regards to isolated zygomatic arch fractures, these don't constitute a ZMC fracture, but I'll take a quick moment to discuss their management. Most isolated arch fractures can be managed non-operatively. However, significant displacement that causes facial asymmetry may dictate operative reduction. Returning now to ZMC fractures, after completing your bony fixation, many patients will also require soft tissue resuspension to prevent lower lid malposition or malartosis. Complications of ZMC fractures or their repair may include, but are not limited to, malar malposition, enophthalmos, visual disturbances, and sensory disturbances of the infraorbital nerve. And that concludes our discussion on ZMC fractures. I hope everyone's enjoying the podcast. Feel free to subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. You can also find my entire audio library, along with other great online resources, at theplasticsfella.com. For questions, suggestions, or feedback about the podcast, you can reach me at jakemarksmd at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at jakemarksmd. Thanks for listening. See you next time.